The following content previously aired on Green Mountain Mornings. You can listen to the show live with me, your host, Olga Peters, every weekday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 100.3 FM and a.m. 1490. This is Green Mountain Mornings on 100.3 FM, a.m. 1490. I am your host, Olga Peters. It is 19 minutes past the top of the hour. Boy, Bob Nay, your predictions kind of for the midterms landed pretty close to the numbers. Tell Ellen Ratner I want a pay raise. <laughs> oh, I had people angry at me on the left and right. How could you predict that? Well, excuse me. I'm not being I'm not making money to predict. I'm, you know, but yeah, I did I did predict 228 uh, Democratic seats to 207 in the House. Right now it is 223 to 197 with 15 seats undecided. I may be right on the nose. The Senate is now 51 to 46, three races yet to be called. I predicted 53 to 47. They're projecting 53 to 47. I may have hit this right on the nose. I don't know yet. So, well, if, if I had a feeling. I went down race by race. I didn't, you know, do what some people did, which was, you know, oh, no, they're going to take 295 seats or or the Republicans are going to win the House. You know, I just, I went race by race by race. Well, I, I think um, you should buy the, the next lottery ticket. Somebody told me that yesterday. I don't win on lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, um, what about uh, Jeff? Well, well, what do you think now that the Democrats have gained some control back in the Congress? What do you? What are your your predictions or warnings or advice for them? Yeah, I'd give more advice. Um, first of all, they're going to elect Nancy Pelosi Speaker most likely, and that's going to be rough for them. Um, and that's not because Nancy is a bad human being. It's just she's been there a long time. She was Speaker once. She's a lightning rod, and <clears throat> they will make her the issue instead of a fresh new face. So, I think they should, you know, put somebody else in the Speaker. Uh, Congressman Clyburn, Congressman Ryan, or maybe if, you know, uh, uh, there's plenty of females that, you know, have also uh, a lot of experience. So anyway, having said that, they'll probably put Nancy back in. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to have a struggle because people will immediately say, go after the impeachment. I promise you, unless something very, very nasty and clear cut comes out of the Mueller probe, Nancy Pelosi will not seek impeachment. I Why? promise you. Why do you think that is? I served with her. We were there together. The last impeachment, it it would take, unless, unless it's clear cut, it would take all the air for a solid year, probably a year and a half, out of the House. All of the air. Hmm. It wouldn't matter what her agenda is. And then if they don't succeed with impeachment, she's lost a year of, of her time mm -hmm. and can't recoup it back. Now, again, if something really horrible comes out, yeah, you know, she, she could have a, a duty to do it. But otherwise, now, they do have subpoena power, the chairs of the committee, and there's where they can, you know, drive the White House insane with subpoenas. And, you know, <laughs> if they find out there's, you know, supposed White House dealings with agencies for nefarious reasons, you know, they could subpoena. Mm -hmm. Sure, they could do that and probably will. But... My advice is go ahead and subpoena when you think you need to. But my piece of advice is don't forget to have a path, not just on immigration, uh, but a path 
on jobs and working people, because that's where the Democratic base has lost. And if anybody wants to fool themselves and think this was a huge blue wave that swept the country, it didn't. Mm -mm. Yes, the Democratic side won on some areas, but obviously they didn't win in some areas. So they've got to still get that base back that they have you know, faltered in, which uh, are a lot of working men and women. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a two paths she can take. Well, you bring up some really good points, Bob, because, you know, it's one thing to sit back when you when you don't have a lot of control in the Congress and say, well, it's the other party's fault. But once you mm -hmm. get back in control, that's when the work starts mm -hmm. and you no longer have that sure. that excuse. Now, um, what about Jeff Sessions? The the president has has fired him, the attorney general. Well, yeah. I mean, this wasn't a shocker. I don't know how Sessions kept his job all this time. He should have quit a long time ago, frankly. Mm. If my boss would, you know, use me as a punching bag every month, I think I would have quit. But he, you know, finally said the president asked me to resign, so he left. And now the interesting part to this, Jeff Sessions was approved by the Senate to be AG, Attorney General, and his number two, Rod Rosenstein, was approved, too, because they have to approve the number two, right? Because mm -hmm. tradition says if the number one goes out, which is Sessions, the number two goes up temporarily, if whatever, which would be Rosenstein. That didn't happen. The president bypassed Rosenstein, and he put in uh, a, a gentleman named Matthew Whitaker. Now, if you look at Whitaker's background, he was a U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Iowa. He ran for the Senate as a Republican in Iowa in 2014. He played college football, University of Iowa, and he is considered a Trump loyalist. He served as what one White House says a bomb on the relationship between the president and Justice Department. Hmm. John Kelly, the chief of staff, he has called Whitaker the White House's, quote, eyes and ears at the Department of Justice. In 2016, Whitaker wrote an op-ed for USA Today headline, quote, I would indict Hillary Clinton. Hmm. I, I mean, do I need to go further? Right. You know, yeah, uh, I well, I, I do. He's actually publicly defended Trump's decision to fire James Comey and Donald Trump Jr.'s decision to take a meeting in Trump Tower with a Russian lawyer. So uh. that's the, you know, number one temporary guy. Now, the question is, what can he do? Can he, as temporary head, fire Mueller? Can he restrict money for the investigation? I don't know the answer to that, but mm -hmm. he's going to be temporarily running the Justice Department. And, and, and if, if the president wants to make him the AG, he goes through what for his appointment process? A Republican Senate. Right. Not a Democratic House. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it sounds, uh, or it looks at least, a little bit like the president is circling the wagons around the investigation. Right, and here's what I think the lightning rod becomes. And I think eventually Mueller is dismissed, not by the president, but somebody in Justice Department, probably. And the lightning rod is going to be this. Does Mueller have the power to investigate anything on Donald Trump? You bet. He does. This misnomer is it's Russia only. If you look at the actual written word, Olga, it says, and anything else that arises. But here's the political problem. If Mueller persists or continues, which I think he's doing and will do, on investigating the Trump business, not whether 
there was Russian money directly into the Trump business, and then he did something. But just investigating the Trump business, mm -hmm. it will probably give somebody the ability to say, oh, this is not about Russia. Mm -hmm. This is about personally trying to destroy the president to his business. This guy needs to go. Right. That's my guess. And but but from what you're saying is that that would be a bogus excuse. I mean, they could do it, but it'd be yeah. a bogus excuse. Right. He has the legal power to do that. Now, having the legal power and the court of public opinion, you know, it's going to be two different things. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, that's where I suspicion this may head. Mm. I, I wish your suspicion was on a happier note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sometimes it's my job to be paid to bring doom and gloom. <laughs> hey, Bob, we have a couple minutes left. I, I just wanted to touch base. There was another item you wanted to talk about. Um, I'm having a senior moment. Oh, good. Oh, Great. So am I. <laughs> Boy, that makes good radio, doesn't it? You're not old enough to have a senior moment. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> well, Sessions is out. Let's go down my mental list here. Uh, Whitaker, there was the press conference of the, the, of press the president. The press conference. Uh, and, oh, Nancy Pelosi, which way did she go? We did that. Press conference. We didn't do the press conference. I'm no, really curious about conference. that. That was contentious, mm -hmm. needless to say. And uh, uh, it was an hour and 27 minutes. Trump began by praising the Republicans. He credited Kavanaugh, the confirmation process, for helping the base get out. He called for bipartisanship, every president does. And he declined to offer clarity on the future of Attorney General Sessions at the time, but we knew. He said he doesn't know why he's been called a racist. His highest poll numbers are ever in his history with African-Americans. And he did compliment Nancy Pelosi over and over. I thought it was sarcasm at first. I'm not so sure. Maybe he's going to try to, you know, <laughs> do the art of the deal. And the last part of it was uh, Jim Acosta of CNN, who's now been banned uh, temporarily from the White House. Do you think that's a fair banning? Yes, and okay. I'll tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you the sins on both sides. I know we're running out of time. Sin, President bullied him, um, cut him off, and then... Acosta came back with a caravan question. The president answered it. Then the president said, sit down, you're horrible, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Very uncalled for. However, here's the problem. And Alan Ratner's been in that press room for 20 years. Once you move on, I don't care who the president is. I don't care what his attitude was or bully or what. Once you move on to somebody else, there's a young lady that goes and actually physically gets the mic from you to give it to someone else. Acosta clearly put his arm out to block her. Mm -hmm. Clearly. He just shouldn't have done it. Um, the president, by banning Acosta, is not banning, quote, free speech. They can let somebody else come from CNN. Right. So, yeah, the president was uncalled for, but you can't put your arm out and block the, the, the intern. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just don't do it. And I, I'm sour anyway a little bit on this whole corporate Fox News and CNN trying to make money and get publicity. I'm, I'm a little sour on it. Okay. I think I don't think it's so much Jim Acosta and free speech, uh, personally for him, as much as it is it gets some headlines and people buy more ads. I'm I'm a little jaded on that side of it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I thank you, Bob, and and we are out of time, but I appreciate your. your I will see you the twenty sixth. I'm going to India tomorrow morning. Ah, okay. So um, I I shall miss you until you are back on the radio. Okay. I have a great stay. time in I'll India. I'll see you when I get back. <laughs> Bye. Okay, thank you.
That's Bob Ney from Talk Media News. Now Natalie Knowles with your local news. And I will return with Franz Reichman from the Representative Town Meeting Finance Committee. The preceding content originally aired on Green Mountain Mornings. The program airs every weekday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 100.3 FM and AM 1490. More podcasts are available on our SoundCloud page, WKVT Radio.